All right, welcome to our stock market update live from Clearwater Beach in Florida. Okay, so the markets have been super, super quiet. And today we want to talk about what is happening here. I mean, are they calling up for an explosive up move or could this be the crash? And uh, with me here, my head coach, Mark Hodge. Good morning. Yay! So, I mean, let's, uh, let's take a look at this. And also, I want to apply some, some technical analysis of what's happening because the markets have just been going sideways. And if you, if you think back over the past few days, I mean, it all started last Friday when we had the unemployment report for the September jobs. And uh, it, it, come, it came up short with a gain of just 194,000 over 500,000 that were expected. So this was on Monday. Uh, this was on Friday. Then on Monday, we had Goldman basically saying, yeah, you know what? The Economist cut the U.S. growth forecast for the remainder of 2021 and 2022. And uh, yeah, it was down from what, 4.4% to 4%, something like this. We also had uh, crude oil prices. Um, no, that's where I not want to go. <laughs> okay, let's go back. There we go. Cool. Uh, so we had, we had oil prices hitting a multi-year high on surging demand and higher energy price means higher inflation. So this morning we had the CPI data. So we had a lot of things pretty much hitting the market, but the market really hasn't budged a whole lot over the last few days. It, it hasn't. And it, it's interesting here because I think that inflation and what the Fed will do right now is a key driver in addition to what we're going to see from earnings as earnings season kicks off. So it does seem like there's volatility in the market, but traders are waiting for something. I think that's earnings to get a feel for uh, the previous quarter and then also what the Fed plans to do with inflation. Yeah. And uh, so, so talking about the Fed, today we will have the Fed meeting minutes released. So it could be a big day for the market. And we have the CPI release. We'll talk about this in a moment. But but right now, back to the market. So for the whole year, basically uh, ever since the, the last year, it always paid out to buy the dip. I mean, buy the dip, buy the dip. And if we just zoom out here a little bit and look, uh, take a look at, a, at the larger picture of the S&P, uh, we see that, uh, okay, I need to zoom out even more. Uh, we had uh, the, the pandemic drop right here. And after this going up and then buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And we were just moving higher, higher. But right now, what we are seeing here that's happening in September and October, I believe it's different. I believe it's different. And here's why. I want to bring uh, the, the 50 day moving average because the 50 day moving average is, is widely regarded as a shorter term moving average that should act as support and resistance. And uh, we see that often when the S&P retraced, the S&P 500, it retraced either right at the 50 day moving average or maybe just below for a few days. And then looking back at what happened here for the remainder of the year, right, very shortly, Okay, dip, 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 and going right back up. But let's see what's happening here right now. So take a look at this, Mark. What do you think? Yeah, it looks a, a little interesting here. We see that the 50-day moving average is flattening, and we're also seeing more sustained trading below the 50-day, where prices are trying to get back up and above the 50-day moving average, and it's just not happening. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing because right now uh, the 50-day moving average seems to act as resistance, right? And this is this is new. This is nothing that we have had happen. So 
very, very interesting to see what the markets will do and how the Fed will react to this, because we have been in this this waiting pattern uh, for the past uh, what two weeks where we're just yeah diddling yeah. around there. In fact, if you look at a five minute chart of the S&P, I want to get rid of the uh, moving average again. There we go. And uh, we just look over the, the past few days of the S&P 500. We see that we have been in a super, super narrow range. Yeah. So this was here uh, Friday. Uh, this was Monday. This was yesterday, Tuesday. I mean, these are tiny ranges. If we are talking about what, 4420 and maybe here around 4340. I mean, this is less than 1%. So something is bound to happen. I mean, markets don't like to stay quiet for that long. They don't. They don't. And we, we know that that 1%, uh, we, we've you know rarely had moves uh, greater than 1%, at least to the, the downside during a day. And we're, I'm waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's really interesting. Also, if you we, if we see what else is happening here this week, if you bring up uh, forexfactory.com, the, the calendar, the economic calendar, uh, we see that today... We had the CPI data and then later today we'll hear about the FOMC. So let's talk about what happened here and then let's take a look at how the market's reacting right now. Sure. So CPI data uh, actually increased by 0.4% for the month and this was uh, compared to a 0.3% estimate. So it came up a, a tick higher than expected. Year over year prices have increased by 5.4%. And uh, versus a 5.3% expectation, that's the highest since 1991. So prices are definitely increasing. And then we also have core CPI. Core CPI data excludes food and energy, which can be more volatile. So core CPI was up 2.2% for the month as expected, which is 4% year over year. So it's interesting because here, we see that prices are rising. There's no doubt about that, but it's also in line with expectations. So will the Fed be using this information to say, okay, uh, this is in line, or will it give the, the Fed reason to focus on the, the increase? And, and that's where I think market participants and traders are trying to figure out what the heck to do right now. Yeah, and uh, so in a moment, we'll take a look at the, the mini uh, future, mini S&P futures to see how it is reacting. But another thing uh, that I wanted to show here also, just if you look at technical analysis, I mean, we see some sort of support here and then we get into this dreaded triangle formation. I mean, we had the, the triangle up here and now we have it down. And at some point, prices have to break out to the upside or the downside. And this is what we're seeing right now. And right now, the 50-day moving average is acting at resistance. So no surprise, October, typically a very volatile months are just going back and forth and with earnings season pretty much officially kicking off today. JP Morgan reported earnings. We can talk about this. Uh, so Delta reports earnings today. So lots of banks. Uh, this is where we'll see what companies, how well they did in the last quarter and what their guidance is for the remainder of the year and going into 2022. All right, let's uh, take a look at the mini S&P. Uh, let's go to a five minute chart and see how the uh, futures markets pre-market are reacting to the CPI data. So what do we see? Little back and forth right when the data was released and then things started to slide. Right now it looks like we found a bottom at least before markets open and we're drifting higher. So, And we're going back to the markets yep. not doing much because right now uh, it points to a pretty flat opening. Uh, in the E-mini S&P we're down 0.03% uh, which is one and a half points. 
Uh, the Nasdaq right now 0.2% up, the Dow 0.1%. So this is pretty much unchanged. So not a whole lot, no impulses there. So we might have to wait for the, uh, for the Fed meeting minutes that are being released this afternoon. Yeah, and it's interesting because so the Fed meeting minutes, they will uh, outline the, the notes from the previous meeting. And so it's old data, but it's also new to the market because it gives a, uh, an idea on what the Fed was discussing and what their views were. But I also saw that yesterday St. Louis Fed President James Bulliard uh, told CNBC that he thinks the Fed should be more aggressive in withdrawing its economic support should inflation prove a problem and require rate hikes. So we're starting to get more Fed members really pushing this this narrative like, hey, we need to do something sooner than later. And that's what we see in the meeting minutes. We see how many Fed members were uh, for the decisions that were made, how many were against, and uh, we will see what arguments were made. And this is why the meeting minutes, uh, even though they don't change the outcome from the last meeting, they give us a little bit more insight of what they are thinking and uh, what the different Fed presidents are thinking. Yep. I also saw that the IMF, uh, they're really worried about inflation as well. They say that the economy, the global economy, is entering a phase of inflationary risk. And they uh, asked that central banks be very, very vigilant were their words and take early action on tightening policy if inflation stays. Yeah, but again, that's why the market is not budging. I, I mean, agree. You have all these I news, agree. right? And they're all kind of negative news. And the market is just hanging in there, trying to find a direction. I saw something. In, I was looking into the, the CPI data. Uh, used car prices actually fell last month, oh, really? so down 0.7%. But the 12-month... Uh, Price increase, 24.4%. For used cars? For used 24%. cars. 24.4%. percent <laughs> You can buy a new car for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's jump over to JP Morgan. They reported yeah. earnings this morning, so we got to talk about this. Super, super interesting. They are actually right now trading lower. Did, did you see what happened with the earnings? Yeah, I did. They actually reported numbers that were better than expected uh, and better revenue. And uh, they said that their numbers were helped out by uh, better than expected loan losses. So they didn't have the loan losses that they were expecting and forecasting. And uh, CEO Jamie Dimon said that the quarter was strong, even though there was a negative impact because of the Delta variant and supply chain disruption. So JP Morgan, initially, it looked like it was trading higher pre-market, but now it's down a little bit as we didn't they, uh, didn't they uh, report profits that were $1.5 billion higher than expected? I, I believe it was something like that, yeah. $1.5 billion better than expected. It seems that for JP Morgan, this kind of like, eh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows, right? So uh, pre-market trading here, uh, they are down. They were up uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, Delta Airlines will be reporting today. Uh, I believe today it's They did the report. Oh, they already yeah. did report? Oh, they're lower. Right? Yes. What did they do? So they reported earnings that were better than expected with revenue better as well. Uh, they said that the... It was the first quarterly profit that they've seen since the start of the pandemic that doesn't include federal aid. So their profits before were boosted by the you know, federal government aid um, because of the pandemic. Uh, but their numbers are still lower than the 2019 pre-pandemic levels. And uh, they do say that they anticipate a modest quarter loss because of higher fuel, uh, fuel costs. For the current quarter right because that's i mean that's the big deal right now uh airlines are always hit by fuel costs and if you're looking at uh, at crude oil here 
I mean, we're pulling back a little bit, but crude oil just had this tremendous run up, topping $82, still hovering around $80 a barrel, although right now we're slightly down. Uh, but yeah, this will always hit airlines first, and uh, we'll see this in ticket prices. I mean, during the pandemic, ticket prices have been just super low. You could go almost anywhere for, what, $100, $200, uh, no surprise there. And uh, now we'll see what happens, especially as we get into the busier travel season of the year. I mean, we have Thanksgiving coming up. We have Christmas uh, travel coming up. And we'll if business travel picks up, too, because that's been something that they've really missed, uh, you know, the business travel driving most of the, the airline ticket sales. And it, it could be a, a perfect storm for uh, airline prices. I know. So, I mean, in, in 50 minutes from now, the markets will open. But what will also happen in 50 minutes from now is we talked about this. He's going into space. William Chetner, Captain Kirk, finally going boldly where no man went before no that's not true people have been in space uh, but he's he's the oldest man going into space uh so uh, the, the launch is scheduled for this morning anywhere between 9 30 eastern time and 10 eastern time uh, I, i'm almost more inclined to watch this than the markets open because it seems to be a pretty boring opening here <laughs> if you look back at the i thought markets. we were gonna get a bit of a sell-off after that but not yeah. the case it first looked at it let's go back and uh, see what the mini smp does now i mean there was a super small sell-off and yeah we're still down just uh, one and a half points. Anyhow, yeah. uh, there might be still some good opportunities. And this morning we had several opportunities on the PowerX Optimizer that's popped up. So we'll talk about those right now with our mastermind who are here with us live. Um, hope you enjoyed this morning's update. Uh, if you did, click on like, click on subscribe and watch some of the videos that are popping up right now. They're pretty good. <laughs> Happy trading, everybody.